morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, August 21st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We are excited that you are here with us on this Friday, and we are very excited. Dave Hunsinger is on the program with us, but before we get to him, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. May God, the Most Holy, help us to persevere in faith and love. When the darkness and storms shake us, when we are in crisis. Amen. Friends, listen to the story of the parable of the Good Samaritan from Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? What do you read there? The lawyer answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The lawyer said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to welcome with me the Reverend Dr. Dave Hunsicker. He is the associate pastor at Covenant Presbyterian Church here in Rocket City. He is a published author, and if you like what he has to say, be sure to check out The Making of Stanley Hauerwas. Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Dave, we've been going through our sermon series, pairing children's stories with scripture, pointing to kind of how stories can change us. Is there a story, whether that be a novel, a poem, short story, folklore, that has really moved you deeply in the past? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm always reading fiction, but in the last couple of years, I've especially tried to read uh, John Steinbeck's novels. Yes. Working through them as much as I could. 
And just recently, actually, I read uh, The Winter of Our Discontent. Discontent, yeah. Which was his last novel. I don't know if you've read it. Mm-hmm. I have. Just I read it earlier this year also. Oh, oh wow. Great. <laughs> um, but, you know, it really struck me how it begins at Holy Week. Mm-hmm. And begins with sort of the temptation of the main character and this tension between Christianity and American capitalism. Yeah. And one of the themes that Steinbeck always is just so good on is sin and evil. Yeah. Um, And one of the things that really jumped out at me in that book was um, for, for Steinbeck's main character in that book, he starts to see that in the world around him, sin is really just the term we use to describe what other people do that we don't like. Mm-hmm. If we do it, it's not sin. No, no, we can justify that. Uh, but if <laughs> other people do it, it's sin. And, and he's playing around with that theme quite a bit, and that really struck me. Um, and and I, I love reading books like that because they kind of help me to see the world almost in a more biblical way. Yeah, they they for me, they almost articulate what I'm reading in Scripture in a modern context. I'm able to make kind of those connections. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, we've been, we read through the Good Samaritan, and Jesus responds to a direct question from the lawyer with a story. How do you think this particular story, this very famous story, changes us? You know, that's a good question, because the, the question that begins, right, is how, how can I be saved? Yeah. How can I have eternal life? And then it kind of, uh, the conversation narrows down more specifically to the question, who is my neighbor? Hmm. Um, who am I obligated to according to the law, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and it doesn't seem like Jesus really gives a good answer that lets us sort of put people outside of that realm, yeah. realm of neighbor, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and it ends with that, go and do likewise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think this one is, a, is one of my favorite ones especially one of my favorite parables because um, Jesus doesn't let the lawyer define the terms. Hmm. What do you mean by that? You know, the story itself kind of is what contextually defines the term. Yeah. The the neighbor is the person in need. And and so there's a very concreteness almost to the moral life, to to the question of ethics and how should we do Mm -hmm. our faith. Um, that you can't sort of set these abstract uh, laws and then just follow them to the letter of the law. It's always contextual. It's always who is pressing on me in this moment. Yeah. That is the person that's my neighbor. Because I get the sense that's almost what the lawyer is looking for. It's just kind of this you know, intellectual, abstract conversation. Uh, and Jesus kind of really brings it down to when you're going on a walk. Yeah, well, and, and you know, I don't, I don't know for sure. Some people think the lawyer is trying to, to ask a gotcha type question, uh-huh. right? He's supposed to trip Jesus up. Or maybe he really is asking, like, draw a line around yeah. the neighbor for me so that I know who I'm obligated to and who I'm not obligated uh-huh. to. And I think for us, that's especially an important question, right? Especially in an increasing... Uh, globalized world where our neighbors aren't just the people that live around us Mm -hmm. uh but they're the the people that buy and sell us goods from other countries uh, who depend on the labor that we pay for and 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 how much we're willing to pay for consumer products um and, and just whether or not we're thinking about how it affects other people yeah yeah, because I find myself kind of, as you gave those, you know, possibilities of what the lawyer's 
asking, I find myself often in that of like, how much is enough? Like, how can I just cross the line? <laughs> um, and be good, Jesus. What's what's enough for me to just be good? I think I think that's all of us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, especially if we're busy, um, it's really sort of uh, what do I have time to accomplish? Yeah. Uh, without really sort of sacrificing my priorities. Um, you know, and and to be fair, I I think the interesting part of the whole story is obviously Jesus is telling this story to a group of Jews. But he's traveling uh, in the Lucan discourse from Samaria to Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, and, and so Samaria is obviously a place uh, of discomfort for Jewish people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're the neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. But they're also, in some ways, enemies. And, and I think, obviously, uh, with Jesus' command to love our enemies in, in other places of Scripture, mm-hmm. I think ultimately the definition of your neighbor has to include enemies. Yeah. It has, you have to love the people that you don't want to naturally love. And that's what Jesus is calling disciples to do. Yeah. Um, and, and that whole discourse in Luke is really a discipleship discourse. It begins, you know, on the road from Samaria to Jerusalem. And the number of people that are willing to follow Jesus all throughout Luke get less and less and less until even his closest disciples deny him. Hmm. Wow, you just drew, you just drew us a whole narrative through the through the Gospel of Luke right there when we're talking about stories. You know, uh, I, I can't help but read any of the Gospels in terms of story. Yeah. Um, in terms of story related to the Old Testament, how the, how the Old Testament has foreshadowed so much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But also story in terms of how I'm supposed to live my life, what it means for me to be a disciple, to try to walk that same road yeah. with those disciples. And I think, I think you're right to say a lot of us are this lawyer. We're looking for the, for the exit ramp on this yes. disciple. Like, <laughs> I went far enough with Jesus, right? Yeah. You know, I, I got like 85% there, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull over and, uh, yeah. and stop. Jerusalem looks like a hard road ahead. I think, uh, I think I'll pull off here. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Well, Dave, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it and um, looking forward to talking more with you. Absolutely. It was so great to, to be with you. And... Uh, I just am so happy that you're at First Pres. Thanks, man. (laughs) And look forward to seeing you more. Appreciate it. Thank you all for being with us. Another huge thank you to the Reverend Dr. Dave for being on and sharing some of his wisdom with us. We'll see you back on Monday. And now, may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen.